Okay, here we go. Hot pizza straight from the oven. Oh, Paul. It's just pepperoni? Yes, Mason, because if I do anything outside the traditional, it's just gonna be endless complaints from you guys. I don't expect any of you to be grateful. All I want is artichoke heart and maybe anchovies. I don't even know where to get artichoke heart. You get it from artichokes, Paul. You know what I don't get? How come it became a social media meme to complain about pineapple on pizza? Elvis, anything that's popular on the internet today probably has roots best left undiscussed. There was a time when pizza was code for inappropriate material, and the toppings would indicate the material of the genre. Wait, so then what's pineapple, Larry? Inappropriate images of My Little Pony characters. Okay, so every time I see someone posting about pizza toppings on the internet, it's a disgusting code? Oh, definitely not. The subtext was clearly lost somewhere along the way, but the joke lives on independent of its source. Okay, because the thing I was going to say is that being mad about pineapples makes no sense. You're supposed to pair it with ham or bacon or something salty to get a salty and sweet combo. I don't think you're obligated to like it, but the logic is 100% clear. Artichoke hearts, on the other hand, I don't know. Why? Elvis, what's wrong with artichoke heart? Well, what's the objective of the artichoke heart? You consume the heart of the artichoke and you gain its power. I mean, but seriously, just so you have a vegetable and I like the texture, I guess. I don't know, it's like a fleshy vegetable. I wouldn't even know what kind of inappropriate material artichoke heart is code for. Okay, you see, this is why I'm doing the most bog-standard pizza topping in the history of pizza. Because you guys are insane! You think there's some kind of cultural subtext behind it, or, or like I'm tipping my hand on my fetishes or something. Alright, okay, only Lowry is doing that. Well, I'm gonna be wondering if pizza topping debates on the internet are secret code from now on. Welcome to my world. All my friends who share from those Facebook meme farms sound like weird, opinionated perverts to me. This must be why memes are so boring now. Because they're all machine-shared, but the machines don't understand the subtext, so any kind of cultural in-joke gets lost. Anyway, where we left off, a hooker died from a peanut allergy, and you guys tried to hide the body. But that was a disaster, and after being found out, you robbed a store and got away with a bunch of exotic fruit. And some animal crackers and some condoms. Yes, you got all the fugitive murder essentials. Also, you killed a man for those, and you were planning to lay low with your cousin. Good old Cousin Duggleman. Cousin Duggleman. Yeah, he's not married, so he's cool. Well, I mean, like, not cool. Otherwise, he'd have a wife by now. I mean, he doesn't have anyone to tell him we can't stay. Not having a wife doesn't mean he's not cool. I mean, he might do, like, kickflips on his skateboard into work. You can't tie those guys down. I mean, there's gotta be me someday, Mason. Yeah, he, he doesn't know how to skateboard. Does he own a BMX bike? Yeah, uh, he got one, but he never uses it. You know, it's one of those types of things. That doesn't sound cool at all. Is this your coolest cousin? Does this deficiency run in your family? I just mean there's no one in his life to tell us we can't stay at the apartment, that's all. He's, he's cool like that. But he's also cool in that you can't tie him down. He's a, he's a bold guy. His cousin can show up anytime, like the wind. And Cousin Duggleman doesn't care because he's also like the wind. He's tied down to a job at the meatpacking plant, Elvis. Or maybe the plant is tied to him, Lowry. We don't know the guy. Yeah, but you're gonna. So come on, let's go. All right, you get down to the meatpacking district and knock on the door. Cousin Duggleman answers the door. Hello? It's getting past midnight. Hey, is that you, Cousin Mason? Cousin Duggleman, how's it going, D? Ah, uh, you know how I am. Just as cool as a cucumber. I finished a long day of churning butter after working at the meat plant, and I was about to head to bed. You need to come inside? See? Guys, I told you he was cool, churning butter. Hey, D, I told the guys you're cool. Can you please try to live up to that? Well, I guess I could always show them how I play a jug. My friend Dario usually accompanies on the banjo, but the jug is a beautiful and often overlooked instrument. Aw, oh, sweet. Do you have a spare washboard? I'll join you. But you, Cousin Mason? Always. Come on in. And he invites you in. 
Now I can't stay up long. Gotta get to work first thing again, but it's always a pleasure to see you. Let me get that washboard. Actually, D, we were hoping that we might be able to stay the night. See, we're quitting our jobs at the mine, which means they won't let us stay in the company housing anymore. Oh. Well, I suppose that won't be a problem. How long you gonna be? Hopefully we'll be out of here tomorrow. Is that all? No problem, cuz. Heck, I wish you'd stay a couple of days longer. I wish we could, D. We don't hang out enough. We sure don't. Alright, alright, have a seat. He clears some junk off his couch for Lowry and Elvis, then he finds a jug and he gets Mason a washboard. Heck yes. Start playing. Are they any good? Well, it's just a jug and a washboard, so it's not amazing, but it does kind of carry a beat. You guys really need more instruments. Yeah, and the acoustics in this room are terrible. Oh, shut up. You guys obviously don't know how to watch a jug and washboard performance. Dee, don't you have any moonshine? Well, like I said, cuz, I gotta go to work, so I don't think I oughta indulge. Not for us. For them. So they can be a good audience. Oh, well, I guess that won't hurt none. Dee pulls some moonshine out from a cabinet. Here y'all go. Oh, thank God. I was worried I was gonna feel dumb with all these pineapples and coconuts but nothing to use them on. Get out the blender, mix up a drink, hand one off to Elvis. Thanks, Lowry. Alright, so just keep drinking until we sound good. Cuz, it is great to see you, and you're welcome to stay, and I hate to reiterate again, but I do have to work tomorrow, so... Well, hang on. I have to ask, T, are you happy at the meatpacking plant? I... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, no. I ain't really, but life ain't always about being happy, Mason. I make do and try to find good where I can. Yeah, but remember how we used to talk about adventure and being pirates and seeing the world when we were kids? Sure, yeah, you know, a lot of kids say that type of thing. Where you going with this, Mason? Dude, I am sick of this town, and I am sick of backbreaking labor. My friends and I, we're going to stow away on a ship tomorrow, and we're going to go wherever that ship takes us. Oh, is that the plan? Drink your moonshine, Lowry. That sounds right dangerous, cuz. You're right. It is. But I've been thinking about it. And every real adventure is dangerous. It starts by taking a chance, even knowing that that's a risk. And then you ride out whatever hand the universe plays you. I didn't just come here for a place to stay, D. I want to live the adventure that we used to believe in when we were kids. Ah, shucks. You know, that's... That's a great thing to believe in when we're kids, but I mean... As adults, that's a big question, Mason. Especially to spring on a guy in the dead of night. I mean, I don't want to say no, but I'd have to think about it. D, look at me. Thinking is the enemy. You're never going to have that adventure by doing what makes sense in the long run. It's only going to happen if you grab that bull by the horns. Tomorrow, you can either go back to that meatpacking plant, or you can ride that bull with me. I'm riding a bull tomorrow, man. I want you to be there. You're right, cuz... You're right, cuz. You know what? Pass me a bit of that moonshine. I'm gonna ride that bull tomorrow. Hooray! Yay, I love making friends. You're making the right choice, D. Oh, man, it's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, Cousin Douglas drinks some moonshine and spends an extra hour playing jug and washboard while you guys drink until the music sounds great. And our group NPC abduction counter goes up by one. You made Douglas too cool, Paul. I couldn't leave him. He gave us alcohol and he was nice. That is a deadly combination for NPCs that want to stay home. Are we going to tell him about the murders? Ex nay on the Erders May, Lowry. Got it. We'll just wait until he's in too deep. I don't think Elvis is going to kill again. Yeah, definitely not. Once was enough. I don't know how serial killers find the passion. What are y'all talking about? Uh, well, well I got a level with you, D. There was another cave-in at the mines, and we lost a few guys. Elvis blames himself, but it was out of everyone's hands, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I know. 
I've seen some things happen at the meat plant that would make your stomach do somersaults. Oh, yeah. boy. Let's not dwell on it. You know, details are not important. That's why we're starting a new life, right? So let's get some rest, and tomorrow, brand new day. All right, you guys turn in for the night. Actually, there was something I wanted to do after everyone's asleep. Okay. I'm going to sneak out and head back to the red light district. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll say it's like a half hour away if you hurry. <laughs> so we're actually hiding kind of close to the crime scene. Well, we want Elvis to go out and come back. And Like, are you going to fight me and insist that you're hours away from there? No. I just want to establish our idea of laying low is pretty lazy. Well, you couldn't get me to walk much further. All right, fair enough. Elvis, you get to the red light district. Okay, go back to the brothel and then throw a rock through Jessica's window. Like a whole rock? You just chuck a rock through it? Or like a pebble? Well, like pick up a rock and then underestimate its weight and how hard I can throw it and then just right through the window. <laughs> okay, uh, crash! And you hear, who the heck did that? Look at this broken glass everywhere! My god! She opens up the window. Who did that? Was it you? Jessica! Me and the tuba snorkel are leaving the country! Who the heck are you? I'm- I'm gonna call Mr. Big Stick! Who is Mr. Big Stick? You ain't right there, you're gonna meet him! Okay, I wait right there. Uh, alright, eventually, the largest man you've ever seen, with enormous sideburns, walks out the door. He's carrying a huge stick. Wow. You're the most beautiful man I've ever seen. And that's a really nice stick. Did you throw a rock through my wife's window? No. Wait, Jessica's your wife? That's right, sir. Did you know your wife works at a brothel? Ma, are you kidding? Honey, did you know you work at a brothel? She comes to the window. What? Yeah, this guy says you work at a brothel. Earl, what are you doing? Just hit him. Wait, wait, before you hit me, I'm going out of town, and I'm taking with me the world's most wonderful invention. I want the two of you to come with me. Your wife believed in me, and if you're married, you have to have certain values in common, probably, aside from your majestic beauty. And I want you guys to get something for believing in me. Man, I, I know what the heck. Get the heck out of here before I flatten you into a pancake. Oh, so is that how it is? Nobody believes in the tuba snorkel. You just write it off first glance. Jessica goes, Oh, wait, I remember this guy, darling. I didn't really care about your invention. I was just being nice because you were paying me. What? But, but I thought the pay was for intercourse, which didn't happen, actually. No offense to your wife, sir. It's not that I didn't want to. I was just so caught up in her beauty and, and also in my tuba snorkel. Baby, you pay per hour. I'll act interested in anything you want so long as you're paying. Oh. Well, I'll probably run out of money before we even get halfway out of the country. I don't suppose you guys would take credit? All right, it's pancake flattening time. No, no, run away. Hot tears streaming down my face. None of it was real. None of it was real except their enormous beauty, which was so far beyond my reach. All right, I assume you go back to Cousin D's. I do. I lay down and cry into my pineapples and moonshine until I pass out. All right, next morning, everyone wakes up feeling not rested, and you all have terrible headaches. It's nothing compared to the ache in my heart. I assume that uh, at least the rest of us are emotionally okay. I mean, yes, but your bodies are not. Uh, Lowry, is your character hungover? No, I drink to moderation, but I'll pretend to be hungover so I fit in. Cause I don't feel too hot. Do we have to stow away on that airship today? On an airship? Uh, yeah, due to magical engineering, the boats fly. There are runes engraved on the keels. They can also land in water, but flight is faster. Okay. Well, uh, D, I'm actually with you on this. Do you have enough food to get through a day? 
Maybe we'll shake off this hangover before we try to hide on an airship. Uh, hey, Elvis, I don't suppose the tuba snorkel cures hangovers. It doesn't hardly do anything. Nothing good. It's stupid and it's useless. Well, uh, I mean, I appreciate the realism. Is this because of, you know, the deaths? Because you really didn't have any control, man. You don't need to beat yourself up. No, it's not about the deaths. I mean, this is kind of about the deaths. I have a lot of feelings that I'm still processing. I didn't know that guy. You didn't know the guy that died in the cave-in? What? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was he was new at the camp, and he was really mean to Mason, even though Mason deserved it. All right, that's... I mean, that's kind of debatable. No, you did deserve it. I will debate you. Fine, go ahead. I think we should have increased safety standards in the mine. There it is. Debate me. Go. Increased safety standards would increase costs, and while that burden shouldn't be passed on to us as workers, we both know it would be. Counterpoint, I will pay extra not to be crushed by falling rocks. Okay, I concede. I didn't count on you having the will to live. Ha! Debate victory! Guys, we're kind of talking about my problems here. Okay, Elvis, look. Maybe I've been too hard on the tuba snorkel. It is dumb, and it doesn't really do anything. But part of creating things is the process, right? I keep saying the production model's gonna be smaller. Okay, right. Yeah, and, and that's fair, and that's good, and I'll give that to you when you make a production model that meets that standard. But for right now, the prototype is way too big and stupid. But big is beautiful. Like a mountain, or the ocean, and, and other types of things in all their vastness. Alright, but that's not true for an object that you're supposed to carry around all day. But why? Elvis, I'm trying to cheer you up. Could you try to cooperate with me? No! Because you've done an insufficient job! Just like the tuba snorkel! Fine! Wallow! I don't have a clear head for this. D, about that food. I've got enough to get us through the day. I was kind of hoping we'd pack lunches and not shout so much. All right. Well, do you have money for grocery shopping? I'm afraid I live a little hand to mouth. I had a leak in the roof, so the cupboards are a bit bare. But you let us in and you let us eat your stuff, D. Well, you are guests. You're the greatest, D. But what do you normally do when you don't have food? You just go hungry? Well, sometimes the church has something on offer. Though I'm not proud to say it, I, I guess since we're about to be stowaways, so I may as well admit, when it gets really bad, I do sometimes shoplift a bit of bread, maybe some canned beans. This is a lot to take in, Cousin D. It changes a lot of how I see you. Okay, come on. Sometimes a crime happens and it's out of your control. Like, maybe you get in a fight with the guy and he slips and he hits his head. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that shoplifting to eat is akin to an accidental murder. I'm just trying to say crime's about intent. You know, if you're in a situation, you're in a situation that doesn't make you a bad person. Well, if you were in a fight, that means you were trying to hurt the person in the first place. It just turns out you hurt him more than you meant, which is why our mamas always said not to fight people. Okay, well, suppose, like, a shopkeep caught you shoplifting and he tried to apprehend That has you. happened. But I'll just run away from my botched thievery. I, I mean, it's bad enough to lose my dignity. I, I don't know what I'd do without my humanity. Well, I think you might not be understanding the thought experience. I don't want you to think I'm, like, trying to, trying to justify it. I just know... I know the stealing is wrong. I try not to make it worse. Okay, but things get out of control. Well, they, no. I mean, they don't. You know, I, I'm careful. I mean, most clerks won't chase you down over a can of beans. You can practically laugh it off like you forgot to pay. What if they're more valuable beans than you thought they are and they're really mad? What kind of bean is more valuable than I think it is? You're driving me crazy with all of these moral questions. Okay, D, let's just drop it. All right, we're yelling too much. Come on, we're going to go have to shoplift some food. We, we will we will actually need uh, we need to do that because boat rides are really long. Elvis, are you coming? No, 
If I get caught, they'll just humor me and let me steal all the lima beans because they think I'm such a stupid person and I need brain food. That kind of sounds like that would work out for us, though. I don't think it'll actually happen like that. I don't deserve the lima beans! Fine. Yeah, especially if you're not going to pull your weight and earn them. Just stay here and cry into your tuba snorkel. Fine. I will. It's all it's good for. Good. That's right. It's good. Yeah, it is. Slam the door. Open it back up again. Uh, sorry, D, Lowry. Uh, I know we all have headaches. I forgot you guys were coming. D, you can close the door gently on your way out. I'm, I'm just too mad. Off you go, leaving Elvis behind. I guess we go down to the grocery or like a like a town square or something like that and try to get a five-finger discount on a bunch of grains and non-perishables. We're gonna die from scurvy. Well, what do we need for that? Like lemons? I think their acid content makes them last longer. I mean, that's not really true, but... Well, I don't know that. All right, D. Me and Larry got it figured out. Grab as many lemons as you can hide. What about oranges? They don't last as long. Why do you think they're called oranges? Because... They're orange? No, it's because orange you glad I'm not a banana. You'll be eating bananas for days, and then that rare time you get to keep an orange is a godsend. I think I've heard that. It's like one of those mnemonics about snakes. Red and yellow is a deadly fellow, but red and black will bite your back. Or red and yellow is a friendly fellow, and red and black is... It's got your back. Don't go near snakes. I think I do remember Uncle Jerry telling us that one. Yeah, and we never got killed by snakes. Uncle Jerry did, though. He got the colors mixed up. See, if he'd remembered it right, he would have been fine. Anyway, get some lemons. And maybe one orange. We can eat it on the first day. How am I supposed to hide several weeks worth of lemons? Ugh, fine. You grab two boxes of hardtack and I'll get the lemons. Laura, you do whatever has to be done. Split up and we'll all meet back at the apartment in two hours, okay? Alright. Okay, Paul. I look for a fruit stand. You find one. Alright, walk up. Oh, lemons. I need some of these. Pretend I'm looking for my bag. Ugh, I must have left my bag with my mom. Uh, will it be okay if I put these in my shirt? The shopkeeper shrugs. Alright, let me see here. I'm gonna need one, two, three, four, five, six... Your shirt's starting to feel a little full. You could fit more in there, but this is comfortable. Okay, look at the shopkeep. I'm taking these. Run! You run! I guess give me an agility roll. Hey! Okay, that's fine. Before he knows what you're doing, you've escaped with a shirt full of lemons. D is so dumb. Where am I gonna hide the lemons? Plain sight, obviously. Who steals a shirt full of lemons? They never expect it. Larry, what are you doing? First, I look around for an unattended basket. Okay, yeah, sure, you find, like, a ripe target for Grand Theft Basket. Take the basket, then hide it in an alley behind some convenient boxes. Sure, yeah, why not? Now... Spend the next hour or so grabbing one of any unattended object I can easily steal, put it in the basket, then go back out and steal something else. So just like leaving the basket there and then not stealing anything in particular? Like just stuff that nobody's watching? It's like one of those carnival cranes. You gotta go for the easy stuff on top. Sure. Uh, we'll say you walk away with a can of beans, some lipstick, a perfectly good corn dog stick that someone threw away. Can't forget that. Free stick. You can't get those on a boat. Maybe, like, a small wooden toy, a handful of mints that might have been free anyway, a uh, potato, maybe some corn, and an ear of corn. Okay, I didn't hear a can opener in there for that can of beans, so go back and look for one of those. Alright, we'll throw a cheap can opener on top of that. 
But when you get back to your basket, you find a skinny old man in rags leaning over it. Excuse me, I believe that's my bag of wonders that you're ogling? Your, <laughs> your bag of wonders? I don't see your name on it. Did you look on the bottom? That's where I wrote it. Oh, when I... Don't uh... touch it. Don't pick it up. It's mine. How am I supposed to see the name on it if I can't look on the bottom? Flip out the can opener like it's a butterfly knife. Don't make me use this, old man. Are you trying to make him think it is a butterfly knife? No, no. Have you ever seen a man's skull opened by a can opener, old man? Because I'll show you. I mean, I won't show you because you can't see your own head, but try to imagine it. I am, and I'm having a difficult time visualizing how the can opener latches to my head. He grabs the basket. Don't. Okay, don't. Do you know what I had to go through to get that corndog stick? I am well aware of the value of a corndog stick. Then you know I'm willing to kill for it. And I am willing to risk my own life to have it. Take a step closer. Are you sure about that? He stands his ground. As sure as this isn't my first corndog stick rodeo, Mr. Treasure Hunter. Take another step. Don't make me do this. Oh, I'm willing to do it. Life's hard on these streets. It's made me a hard man. Grab the basket. Shove him. He stumbles backwards, then slips and hits his head on the cobblestones. Blood starts pooling beneath him. You have the basket. Uh... You all saw. He tried to steal my corn dog stick. Run away. You run away! Elvis, do you do anything over these next couple hours? Sulk, then write a breakup letter to Jessica and her husband explaining why it wasn't for the best anyway. Tear it up and drop it in the waste bin. Cry into the waste bin. A tumultuous two hours. The note helped you feel better in a get worse before it gets better kind of way, and I suppose the rest of you start arriving at the apartment. <laughs>